0: If you want to be a great deadlifter, then deadlift. If you want to be a great squatter, then squat. If you want big legs, then you need to take your legs to absolute failure. And so you basically want moves that isolate everything else except for the thing that you have that you can just absolutely take it to near death. Welcome to the game where we talk about how to get more customers, how to make more per customer, and how to keep them longer, and the many failures and lessons we have learned along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Our, our whole media team uh-huh. says, like, Max Stoke. Oh, know really? I mean? like, oh, as a yeah. result of us or just yeah. as a result of you guys. Oh, we oh, gotta talk about, awesome.
1: the, let's get it on the pod. Oh, we're yeah. rolling? Oh, yeah. Cool, sorry. I really <laughs> want people to know that.
0: Oh, yeah. No, for sure. No, I saw that. Because that's sick. Yeah, I saw that clip where you were, like, Town Hall. I know you guys do a bunch of clips at Town Hall. Is it Town Hall? Yeah, that's great. City Council. Yeah, City, City, City Council, oh, City Council. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, we were just talking about how, like, the Stoke was dying down in the community and, like, there needed to be opportunities for Max Stoke. Yeah. And, um, I told Caleb, my director of brand, I was like, dude, we need more Stoke.
1: Do you think there's something, because I think the Stoke is always dying down in a way. It's like our human condition to believe that it used to be higher or could be higher in the future. But I think that's almost valuable, right? To like believe that it will go higher at all times. It's hope. It's hope.
0: Yeah, we're chasing um, peak Stoke. Mm. But like, you know, froth can only stay frothy so long. The moment you stop frothing it, like the bubbles. Froth's a little more
1: ephemeral. While Stoke. Is right. Always there, we just got to reach it's it. It's an
0: ideal that we always exactly. strive for but never
1: achieve. It's like we kind of took it from Harvey Milk because in the movie Milk, at least, he says you got to give them hope. It's like the last thing that comes out of the box, uh-huh. Pandora. And that's what we think with Stoke is like you got to give them stoke, but it's not like ever going to be top, top. You're, you're yeah. trying to get there.
0: Yeah, it's not. Mm-hmm. It, it is. I mean, it's the ideal, it's the top of the mountain.
1: What gets you stoked?
0: <sighs> Hard things worth doing.
1: Yeah. Whoa, dude! You are such a lucid that. speaker. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. oh, is that cool. something you practice, or is is the brain just a clear highway? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no traffic. Yeah. How do you keep um, it free
1: of traffic,
0: dude? dude um, I actually think it's it's super well lubricated. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, more than there's good no, infrastructure. Yeah, right. Yeah, good, good, good guardrails. No, I took um, I, I spent, I spent like, I had like a rocky cutscene of life that was like five years of me taking. 20 plus one-on-one consults a day Mm. selling gym memberships Mm. and so like I had to talk to everyone like all the time every day and so like I think you just learn how to say stuff better.
1: So people (laughs) would just come into your gym and it was just you convincing them to get a membership and you just got so good at giving them the pitch that it just carried over into all your thinking. Yeah
0: and then just like I mean I'm sure like I've gotten better because like the topics have gotten wider than just like so, what brings you in today? <laughs> like, yeah. Would you would you have so far? Like, have how'd you try that? Like, mm. how that work for you? What'd you like about it? You know, like you go through the same scripting over and over again, but like the first five minutes, it goes from like you know Mike the cop to Lupita the house cleaner to you know like it's, all different people. It's it is absolutely the masses. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I got to talk to every walk of earth, and a lot of us are in these bubbles, like friend groups or whatever communities. We talk about Vanderbilt for a second. Yeah, going from like the white collar world of Vanderbilt and then like a management consulting career to haggling over a ninety nine dollar a month boot camp membership was mm-hmm. like it was both humbling but also just like eye opening in terms of like how little I knew mm-hmm. about like the world and other people and et cetera
1: yeah, and was your gym it, it wasn't like a bougie one right like it was like like price point wise it had a wide demo
0: yeah totally. because it was a service facility so like even though it was ninety nine and then eventually like one fifty a month um It was, it was service-based. So it wasn't like you're like, you wouldn't compare it to like an LA fitness because they would have a hundred times more equipment and showers and all this stuff. I didn't have any of that stuff. I just had like me and I was going to train people together. Oh, okay. I just did group training.
1: It was like, oh, nice. And how'd you come up with like the workout methodology that you used?
0: Um, I did the stuff that they wanted to do. Like I didn't, I didn't train them the way I trained because they didn't want to look like me. So I trained. They didn't want to be jacked? I know. (laughs) <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you a funny story. Yeah, I had a dude, guy come in. These people, they yeah. sound cool, but I had, what's up? I had a dude come in once, and um, and he just started off the conversation. He like hey to be clear. He's like, I never want to look like you. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and so like naturally, as the same, you know, like I've got like ego, you know what I mean, and then I've got like close the sale, mm-hmm. um, and just like take it. And so I went with ego. Um, How and, did you
1: resist the urge to like grapple him? There.
0: Oh, what I, I did? I went with the ego response, and I was yeah. like, don't worry, you never will. Um, <laughs> And then I I took a step back and I was like, no, because like you don't overnight like sneeze and become jacked. I was like, there's like a hundred thousand days between where you are and where I am. And you can just like stop. And I'm measuring you, you right want.
1: now and you don't have the determination to get there. <laughs> yeah. I've
0: weighed and measured you and there's no <laughs> yeah. way that you're sufficient. Yeah, nice deal, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: were, were you naturally a people person before you got into entrepreneurship? I Or think did you so. develop that skill? I think so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I was I was fraternity president when I was. I was going to uh, ask if you were yeah. fraternity president. I, I swear to God. Yeah, I was. Which um, was it a tough
2: election? Pike. You're a Pike, dude. I'm a Pike.
0: No way. Yeah, there we go. Santa dude. Clara. All right. Mm-hmm. No, it was a it was it was a runaway election. It was a landslide. Did um, you feel
1: bad for the other guy?
0: No, one guy. <laughs> only one guy ran against me, and like when we did the voting, he went to the other room and he just like shook my hand and was like, "You're going to get it." I just promised myself that I would run no matter what. Right. I oh, like, respect and, to and him. Yeah, and I was like. Dope, he ended up becoming VP, so it was like nice. all good.
1: Good VP too. He wasn't like, you know.
0: Yeah, trying to upstage. Trying to know. betray you. <laughs> trying to organize a coup, the a coup, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, he was a he was Take a good the dude. trip from Pismo to Cabo.
0: <laughs> no, I had because some of the older classmen, because like the older guys also want to make sure the house is in good hands with, and so they start like thinking like, hey, like have you thought about you know, right? And like I hadn't thought about it until one of the older guys was like, You should totally run. I was like, Dude, oh. that's
1: the best. They they asked you to do it, to lead. Yeah. That's it, nice. It
0: worked out, but it, it's funny because a lot of the, the, especially in like the internet world, mm-hmm. anybody who is not in that world, which is most people, um, assume that it's like chief partier, mm. and it's like not that uh, because it's you like the guy that has to be able to be respected enough when he says like I'm pulling away the punch bowl, like the cops are here, mm-hmm. and, or the guy who has to talk to the cops, or like when a girl goes to the hospital because she like drank too much, um, like you want that guy who's right. going to have the conversation or who's going to like you know negotiate on your behalf with. Vanderbilt with like how much trouble you're going to be in because you brought liquor on campus and you're not supposed to mm-hmm. just like the hard conversations and that you, you want somebody who's going to do that. So in some ways it's like it's you get the prestige because of the title, but the actual day to day is like, do we have enough cops? Do we have ice? Do we have speakers? Think, like, right. where's the where's the musician? Like that
1: kind outside of people underestimate that in like bro hierarchy that they think the top bro is the one who parties the most or gets laid the most. No. But it's actually the person who can do those things. But you still respect them ethically. You know that they'll do the right thing when it comes down to A party it. enabler. Mm-hmm. long-term. And so it's keep- like
0: long-term partying is all I was maximizing for. I even had this thing, I, d- I gave this like presentation on fraternomics to mm-hmm. our our fraternity as an argument because it was really, interesting. it was actually a huge, um, I got so much ex- like life experience from this because I had to get a hundred dudes in college to do stuff they didn't want to do with no hard authority. Like I couldn't like, there's no like punishment, you know what I mean? Right. And so, and they're also like friends of mine. So it's like, how do I, you know, how do I get them to do community service? Cause we have to do a certain amount mm-hmm. of hours and they have to show up to the events. And like, like one of the things was we were notorious, like our house was notorious for showing up really late and partying really late. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to explain to them, I was like, guys, if we, if we all show up earlier to the parties, I was like, our parties what? aren't going to be like twice as big. I was like, they'll be like five times as big. And that's when I explained fratonomics. Where I was <laughs> like, so if people are, you know, like girls are walking on the, the, you know, the frat row or whatever and they see all these parties. Well, if it's like 1030 or 11, that's like when people start walking to parties and you're going to look and you're going to see where the line is yeah. be like, where the line is is where it's probably happening. If it's, there's no line, there's no real party. Mm-hmm. And so we're all getting there really late, but the guys who get a little bit earlier, get the snowball effect. So then, like, they're all there. A line starts earlier. Then more people go to the fraternity, and then Mm -hmm. it just starts compounding. Right. And so I was like, we're not going to have twice as, but we'll have
1: five times. People love spectacle. Oh, yeah. White noise.
0: I negotiated a merger between our fraternity and another fraternity. Oh, wow. Was it a hostile
1: takeover or a leverage buyout?
0: Kind of. It was a hostile takeover. Let's go. uh, So we got kicked off campus for whatever. Um, And so we lost our house. Wait, what's whatever? What was whatever? We got, oh, actually it was- Hazing, bro. It was a legitimate- um, It's always a haze thing. It wasn't actually. So we had apparently like 20 generations earlier taken a loan from the institution to to totally frat out the house. But then we had never repaid the loan because whoever took out the loan was 20 alumni ago and Mm. had graduated and it didn't care. And so then the the university, we had no interest payments and then just called the loan due. And so we would have had to pay all of us out of pocket for a house we didn't own, but the, but the, but the university did. Mm. So like we took a loan to improve the real estate that the university owned, but then they called us 20 generations later for the it was basically like all the houses had loans they chose Mm. to call ours because they wanted us off campus yeah that was was like what
1: they had other reasons but that wasn't then they caught that was what they
0: caught yeah we 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 got caught for uh for it's like uh al pacino with like mail fraud or something like Mm -hmm. that was the mail fraud (laughs) for us Mm -hmm. um so so we got kicked off campus and so that obviously is like a death you know like because everybody's on campus is going to have yeah best access to talent it's everything and so there was this other fraternity that was like dying but they had a really sick house, but like no bros. Mm. And I was like, dude, we have bros, but no house. <laughs> and I was like, I feel like we could figure yeah, something out. Marriage. And so their big concern, and they were actually pretty okay with it because we had a ton of girl. We had a, like a lot of good rep for that kind of We had some cachet. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we had some cachet. That's sick. And um, But they were like, hey... Uh, and they were a Southern fraternity and we were like a Northern fraternity. So they were mm-hmm. like, what about the clash that who, like, like Mason literally Jackson some of the, like the negotiations were like, how much country is going to be played versus <laughs> like how much house music. And we yeah. had to go like, we had to like go like term by term. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so I was explaining to them cause some of their older guys were like, I don't want to change anything. And I was like, listen, we pull from different girl pools. Like you pull Southern girls. I was like, we pull Northern girls. I was like, so there's no overlap. We're just going to have bigger, better parties and a more diverse crowd. You're going to see chicks you've never seen before. We're going to see chicks we've never seen before. And so the final term of the negotiation was how do voting rights work? Mm Because everything gets voted on. And they were like, because you guys have like 120 guys and they were like 30 guys. So we basically came up with the three-fifths compromise. (laughs) Um, Just, yeah, just like, just like, you know, back in the day, um, like the forefathers. And so that's actually what we worked on. Uh, And so like every Pike vote was worth one quarter um, of every one of their votes. That makes sense too. Yeah. And so, but the problem was that influence doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. If three quarters, the guys want to do one thing, and a quarter of the guys don't, like the peer pressure is just insurmountable. Right, And so we ended up being able to, that's where like the hostile you component You got most came of over.
1: your like agenda across. Yeah,
0: so then as soon as, as soon as we did get, as soon as we infiltrated and merged, um, we became one.
1: When you're playing chess like that, do you know it's gonna work out that way or are you just playing one move at a time and hoping that if you do your best on that move, it'll work out the way you want?
0: I take all the all the all the plays from the last thing that I want to have happen and try and work backwards.
1: Mm. Wait, explain that.
0: So, like, um, this this crosses like even like business stuff or whatever. But if I'm if we're, if like decisions become more complex when you're trying to serve more than one master. And so, if we're trying to get something to happen, then it's like I don't want to also say, well, I also want the I also want a house that has great checks. I also want a house that it's like I needed to keep our house on campus that was the goal and so everything back down to okay of all the different places that i could do a deal which one's most likely that that would accept a deal okay well, where do we have the most leverage okay well you know and then it's like and it's like okay this is the highest likelihood target that we that i could go after and then it just Clarity. step by step from there yeah because nice. at the end of the day they had the most leverage because they had the place they had the, they had the house but i had bros
2: yeah you have bros yeah i bros had bros but you guys were ronins yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were we were nomads at the you time. Guys were we were bromads. Dude. <laughs> we were bromads. Is there a legendary lore about your parties? At, yeah. At Vandy?
0: Yeah. We had um we had a Catalina wine mixer and I got a ice helicopter. You on the did? front yard, yeah. Wow. Everyone with like some of the seniors, were like you spent a thousand dollars on this. I was like, I know, I only spent a thousand dollars on this. Can you imagine? Yeah. But the Fratonomics just took over because they quickly saw the line out there. Because as soon as you see a, a you know, a, a half to scale ice sculptor of a helicopter, like you know, they mean business.
2: Is there the Alex Hormozzi book, of Fratonomics at, at Vanderbilt? There are
0: some moves that have been um, that have been uh, patented and trademarked. Yeah. Um, I came back to campus five years later, and mm-hmm. I was in the cafeteria. And two freshmen I didn't know were in front of me and I like, couldn't make this up. And they check out. And as I check out after them, I go to like the ketchup and whatever station. And one guy turns to the other and says, dude, I just pulled a Hormozy.
2: <laughs> really?
0: Because he stole a chicken breast. <laughs> and so the way that, the way back in the day, You'd put a chicken breast underneath your salad, and then you could also have a chicken breast on the side. Mm-hmm. So you could get two chicken breasts, but you'd have one meal credit. So, like, you couldn't have more than one, you have to pay extra. So I put one under my salad, and that way I could get it through. Um, but That's they cool
1: started... on two levels, because it's also a healthy meal. Like, you're oh, focused yeah. on just trying to get more jacked and bulked yeah. but clean. Were you, S- exactly. were you as jacked in college as you are now?
0: Uh, as shredded, not as jacked. Nice. Smart. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I was lighter. Um, I hadn't come into my man body yet, yeah. uh, but but so they but the but the administration started catching I'm on to this, so they started like asking people to push their salad aside to make to show that there was nothing underneath. They got uh-huh. into it, but we stayed we the royal we stayed you know a step ahead, and so I started getting newspapers because they had newspapers in the cafeteria, mm. and so I'd have my plate. And I would have a newspaper like this, but then I threw chicken breasts and then I could put like two or three chicken breasts lining the inside of the newspaper. Whoa, but uh, now
1: you're getting, pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. I mean, at what point are you like, I'm, I'm, I'm taking too much chicken.
0: I felt like it was kind of like how Lindsay Lohan approached that issue in Mean Girls.
1: Mm. Like
0: the limit does not exist.
1: Oh. Yeah. I felt like you have said that. No. That's the first time? Natty bro you pulled it <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's is, there, sick. is there such a thing as too much protein um that's a good question
0: spiritually or no
2: yes. like metabolically
0: um so for what outcome like you get as much protein as you want it's just like how much of it is it gonna be like used to gain muscle like right. you max out from that perspective that's pretty well studied like if you eat like more protein gets you more muscle until it doesn't anymore right and so then after that point it's just calories so the same as a carb would be there's like, like a an curve asymptote. To it.
1: Right. And yeah. everyone's different, right? Like, I always, I've i always, and I don't know anything, but I've always yeah. felt like diet, like... Me neither. Every person's different, right? Like, there might be a more, there might not be one diet that fits everyone. There's an ideal diet for every person, but it might not be an ideal diet for, for sure. all people. So how do you find out what's the ideal diet for you? The thing you can stick to. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's just about, That's
0: like, function. like, real time. Yeah. yeah. Like, if, because I, I, I mean, mind you, I had a lot of weight loss and fitness conversations in my life, but, like, I would have this talk a lot. And I had to have this talk with my trainers too, because they would want to, you know, a powerlifter wants to train everybody like a powerlifter, bodybuilders want to train everybody like bodybuilders, kettlebell girls want to train everybody like kettlebell girls, whatever. I was like, if we get these people in shape for six months of their entire life, and then they go back, I was like, what did we accomplish?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Nothing. I was like, if we get everyone to walk 10 minutes of a day for the rest of their lives, I was like, we won. Mm-hmm. Because like, you can add 10 years of someone's life by just getting them to walk for 10 minutes a day. Like that's how little it takes. And so it's way more about at least in my perspective of like, if you can't do it forever, don't do it for a day kind of thing mm-hmm. because you're just gonna feel like you're down gonna stop you eventually. Like, if you're gonna stop eventually, why start? So, I want to think like, how little do I need to do that I will actually be able to persist to do that I will get the most from for the least amount of work?
2: That's uh, I found that with diets because I've dabbled in, I did keto, I did carnivore for like two weeks, but I made the mistake <laughs> of eating uh, in and out patties.
1: So we were like shooting the video, and I was like sick. And, yeah. like, like, he was a little tired that day. He has max energy most days, and that day I was like, "You might need some broccoli, dog." You yeah. <laughs> have a Flintstone, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was like, because
2: I watch this guy. He's like, "Doesn't matter where it comes from, just as long as it's meat." Yeah. Which, I, but then I found that just high quality food is the best because you, you felt can better. just maintain that. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? Actually, I, that was like the best shape I had been in. It's just high quality food consistently, and then not even working out too hard. Like I, I would just, you know, go max effort, and then just yeah. not even working out too hard. Just like kind of listen to your body. I think.
0: Yeah. Whatever you stick with.
2: Yeah. What that's of, like,
1: Are you doing like hypertrophy? What's your like? Yeah. Uh, that's your main thing.
0: Yeah. I just I just strength train because so that's what, what I like.
1: What's your rep target?
0: It's more. Um. It's more of a. I mean, it's a range. You know what I mean. Depends on the Five exercise. Five ten. Depends on the exercise. I'm, you know I'm talking I mean? the main
1: ones, the compound lifts.
0: Even then, depends. So uh, you'll do
1: 20 reps on squat?
0: Uh, I don't squat, but for like leg either. lifts, for sure.
1: Is it because you just don't want disc degeneration?
0: For, so barbell lifts, like for the whole concept of like doing it for everything, like you don't see many eight year olds barbell squatting. No. Um, and so I just see that as like most people can't mechanically do it for a long right. enough period of time. It's a shame.
1: I'm about to give it up right now. But I'm sad to move over to like the leg press, but I'm doing Pilates, which is great for the lower half.
0: I haven't done barbell lifts in years.
1: Mm. Are, are you, how are your trunks? You big? They're solid. Yeah, those calves are nice. Oh yeah. So how I do can you, show quads later. How do you keep the How do you keep the <laughs> legs? How do you keep the legs big when you're not hitting the squats and the deadlifts? You legs? can get them bigger without
0: doing that. No way, bro. Hundred percent,
1: dude. Come on, how? hundred percent. We'll tell us. we well,
0: think about think about the the limiting factor. Unless it's like it. proprietary. And no, you no, can't no, give no, it away. no, no. I mean, it is, but but you'll give it away. Yeah.
1: All right. We'll put this one behind a paywall. Yeah. yeah, yeah good call. Sucks. So, <laughs> <laughs> just make sure. Now we're switching to OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, only gains Anyways, so. <laughs>
0: Real quick guys, if you can think about how you found this podcast, somebody probably tweeted it, told you about it, shared it on Instagram or something like that. The only way this grows is through word of mouth. And so I don't run ads, I don't do sponsorships, I don't sell anything. My only ask is that you continue to pay it forward to whoever showed you or however you found out about this podcast that you do the exact same thing. So if it was a review, if it was a post, if you do that, it would mean the world to me and you'll throw some good karma out there for another entrepreneur. So if you think about the limiting, so you want, you want the, the muscle that you're trying to train to be the mechanical limiter of the lift, right? So that that's the one that actually goes to true failure in order to be free to stop doing the reps. If you're squatting, most times when you fail squatting, you fall forward, right? The bar, Like if you actually go to failure, you fall forward and it's because your core gives out before your legs do. Like if you can leg press a thousand pounds, if your body were perfectly rigid, you'd be able to squat a thousand pounds. Mm. And so the best squatters have cores, core strength that are it's like out of this world. They have turtle shell abs out to here. And it actually doesn't even look that good because they have so much hypertrophy in the literal sense of their abs that it almost looks like it's called a power gut. It's like you have this really strong gut,
1: which I think a lot of people maybe then misinterpret as being a result of HGH or some kind of supplementation. Yeah.
0: I'm sure but, some people, but oftentimes
1: don't. that's just from what you're just saying, being strong, just training. Yeah. but I'm sorry, I knocked you off. Keep going. No,
0: you're good. And so, like you know, same thing with like deadlifts. It's like, well, if you want to tr- if you want to be a great deadlifter, then deadlift. If you want to be a great squatter, then squat. If you want big legs, then you need to take your legs to absolute failure. And so you basically want moves that isolate everything else except for the thing that you have that you can just absolutely take it to near death. Mm. And so that's like hack squats come into place where you have full range of motion on the joint that you're trying to work. Like you can hit, like with a hack squat, you can go all the way ass to grass or you know, hamstrings to calves right. and go full stretch, full squeeze And you think all the that's best, ass to grass? For in a hack squat because of the way that a well-designed hack squat will allow you to do that with limited mobility. Like most people don't even have the mobility to deadlift properly without rounding their backs.
2: How do you feel about the hex bar?
0: So more people have the mobility to do a trap bar yeah. deadlift than a straight bar deadlift. Right. And so what ends up happening with that is that, um, like a trap bar deadlift is a great overall body lift. Cause like yeah. it works your grip, it works your back, it works your traps, it works your glutes, it works everything. And there's nothing, again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm yeah. saying, if you're going to train, if, you're, if your goal is like, I want to train this muscle, then I want to have the exercise that is going to get me the fullest range of motion on the joint that I can do the most volume on, mm. that I can load in a way that's incremental, That is safe for everything else that I do, and so if I if I check all those boxes, and that's pretty much how I look at the exercises that I select, they're ones that I know that I can do a ton of volume on without hurting my joints. Because like at a certain like I'm almost twenty years into training, like competitively, Mm -hmm. or at like a real training level, and so it's not even like I can squat right now, but I can't hit the same volume on squats as I can on banded leg press or hack squats or, um, you know you know, a smith press. you know, whatever. Lunges? Lunges are brutal, but yes. You throw those in? I would, I would, so with lunges, I would probably do like a Bulgarian split squat if I wanted to like isolate glutes. So you'll throw mm. a foot
1: up on the bench and come forward like yeah, that? Yeah, because
0: then your glute is the, is the mechanical You get the limiter. focus. So you're yeah. really
1: trying to maximize the focus on it. And so with compound lifts, do you almost avoid those? Because you want to well, focus it's still so a com- much Like a hack on... squat
0: is still a compound lift. Right. Like it's still a multi-joint movement. It's but it's just, just offering
1: a, a bit more focus and a bit more sustainability. You get stability
0: on the things that are not core to the lift so that they don't become limiters
1: right again my hip flexors will get in the way of my squats It's like that sucks
0: yeah so you have mobility limiters and then you just have uh like strength limiters Mm. so like your core might be a strength limiter for squat you might also have hip hip uh flexibility limitations like on the movement so you actually can't even do it properly to feel the muscle that you want to because your because your mobility won't allow you to get the muscle in the position that it would be the limiter
2: when you were when you were Starting out in entrepreneurship like deep.
0: This into is the most it. I've talked about fitness in probably like seven years. Good. Like <laughs> legit. No, like Caleb's yeah. like I have not been asked about fitness yeah. in like seven Good, years. I'm glad.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, I think I am glad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when when you were like starting an entrepreneurship like deep into it, yeah. were you lifting as much as you are now? Were you able to like, maintain that lift?
0: Yeah, I've schedule? lifted pretty much the whole time.
2: Yeah. Do
1: you lift with bros?
0: I go Brolo for the most time. Um, but <laughs> and is, sorry, is that a single bro or no bro? That's I'm the solo bro.
2: Oh, I I'm thought bro-lo. you
0: said bro low. I am bro I lift bro
2: I think you're thinking like bro, like low bro. Like he's solo bro. Yeah. Oh,
1: like
0: solo bro low is me.
1: Copy. Yeah. I yeah. should have known that.
0: No, it's all good. It's all good.
1: And I'm Jay, Cut that. <laughs> No, keep it, because people <laughs> yeah. might be confused. Yeah, they might not know. They might not know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not know. yeah and it's good if I'm vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's good. There. <laughs> yeah. It's authentic. Yeah,
0: right, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's. So I prefer to train with training partners. I just happen to train bro Brolo for the most part.
1: Yeah, same, but it's hard to hit those same... You, you're going to push yourself harder totally. if you have some friends with you, especially if they're stronger than totally. you. Totally. And I I have trouble. I work out by myself. Typically, at the end of the day, I'm very tired. I don't oh. go to failure on every set, because I don't have, like the horsepower internally to get yeah. there. But I know if my dogs were there, I'd probably hit it. Oh yeah, But then I might get hurt too. I mean, there's a downside to it as well.
0: And that's where, that's where I think the exercise selection is so like key with that stuff. Like it's really tough to get, I mean, you can get hurt on a hack squat, but it's like a lot less likely. Like you can't take squats to failure. There's mm-hmm. fundamentally, you can't do it. Cause you just like, you, it's massively risky to take mm-hmm. squats, like barbell squats to failure. Mm-hmm. But yeah. taking a hat squat to failure, Fine. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: When you watch football players hitting their max in college, they've got twenty guys around them. There's like three guys watching the bar, everything's shaking. It's a big event. You can't just do that in your garage. No. And and to be fair. That's how my friend Teddy
0: (laughs) stopped being Teddy.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But but like even then, like from a hypertrophy perspective, everything comes down to just volume times intensity. And so Those kinds of lifts, if you, like, get super jacked up and do that thing, like, you end up having more central nervous fatigue. So that actually impacts your future volume and intensity for the rest of the week. And Mm. so there's a trade-off that happens where, like, it makes sense to do those lifts if you're getting close to a competition or you need to have a peak event of some sort. Yeah, you need max performance. Right. But for the most part, you're really just trying to accumulate volume and fatigue on the muscle so that you adapt to it.
1: Mm. So so do you think guys who get super hyped up before a set are actually doing themselves kind of a physical disservice? Because that's just more, like pomp but it's not really helping their body
0: it's about how much you not to give you like really willy-nilly answers here but like if you do it every once in a while then it's like then it can serve you it's just like intensity techniques like if you do drop sets or you do one and a half reps or you do slow eccentrics or anything like that to like make a set more intense Mm. um, you can do that if you do it on every set then you'll end up fatiguing in the wrong way
1: right what's your favorite thing to talk about
0: I, I almost exclusively talk about making money in business, which is great. I I'm <laughs> yeah. dude, I'm loving this. So yeah, like this yeah, yeah. is this is like a breath of fresh air. So I'm 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 right. Yeah, I was
1: wondering. I was like I was like, well, oh, is he tired of talking about weightlifting, or this is more of like a no, detour this is, for you?
0: This is fun. This is a side quest. Oh, nice. But like a worthwhile side quest.
1: Do you believe in
2: cheat days?
0: Um, I believe in cheat life. Cheat life. What yeah. does that mean? So oh. I just want to. So like I eat pretty much fruit, meat, and dessert.
2: Nice animal based.
0: It that works for me. So I just get all my protein in really easily mm-hmm. before I go to dinner. And then when I go to dinner, I eat whatever. You know what I mean? And that way, so basically I just back in from, so all the people that I know have been incredibly fit for a very long time, have a much more simplified version of how they stay fit. Because anybody who's like, adhering to any kind of strict anything, they're mm-hmm. not gonna do it until they're 80. So like, don't
1: care. Are you friends with any fat people?
0: Um, well, they're friends with me.
1: Uh, right. No. <laughs> right. And you don't say anything. No. <laughs> But there's a you harbor just <laughs> some detachment. <laughs> no, not at all. Because you know you can't yeah, count but... on them <laughs> if, a, if a fire starts. No, I'm being ridiculous. You, um, you no, of course I yeah. I'm sorry. no,
0: of course I do. Um, what people choose to do with their bodies is is their choice. But um, but as far as I'm concerned, from the from the food perspective, um, I know what my calorie intake needs to be, and I've been, you know I I counted calories for years of my life to the point now like I know what's in everything, uh, ballpark enough. Mm-hmm. And since I also don't have a tremendous amount of food variety. Um, I know what all my meals are. And so, like, the easiest hack in the world for anyone who's trying to, like, get back in shape is, like, most humans, 90% of their meals are the same 10 meals. Like, if you think back over the last week, you probably have the same, like, two or three things you rotate for dinner, two or three things you rotate for lunch, and maybe two or three things you rotate for breakfast, Mm -hmm. if that. Mm -hmm. And so, if you want to change your entire life, all you have to do is just change what those 10 meals are. It makes it way easier for people to, like, you don't have to change everything. It's like, you just need to find, like, two or three breakfasts that you like that actually help you rather than hurt you or whatever. And so... And so, for me, I have the same breakfast and the same lunch every day. And then that knocks out almost all my protein macros for the day. And then when I go into dinner, because that's when I usually have social things, business dinners, whatever, I can be way more flexed. And I just know what my rough calorie intake is. So I can have dessert, I can have drinks, I can do whatever. And so, like, I've drank for almost the entirety of being shredded and jacked. Mm-hmm. I've uh I, I basically stopped drinking for like three years just because the business was like blowing up and i i was like i'm not going to be the reason something gets fucked up right um but since then I, you know i've, I've been drinking for the last four years um and i drank for my whole life before that from the time i was a toddler uh and i was shredded the whole time meaning Dude. if you just get the if you just know at the end of the day it's just again this is apparently controversial which is ridiculous but like You burn a certain amount of calories. You take in a certain amount of calories. The difference is what you gain or you
1: lose. Right. Mm -hmm. So was the choice to keep your dinner option, to keep your dinner open diet-wise also to optimize business because the social aspect would be better? I think you just optimize life. Right. You need to have some fun.
0: Yeah. And just, like, not be the guy who's going to bring Tupperware or be a pain in the ass. (laughs) Because that can
1: kill the vibe.
0: Yeah. The stoke would definitely be diminished.
2: And then when you're drinking, like, are you able to, do you ever, like, just let loose? Yeah. Like, like. Loose, loose? On special occasions. Yeah? yeah. How,
1: how many times per year? Once. Once a year? Maybe twice. That's how do guess. you know the day is coming or is it a surprise you? Can you can feel it. Yeah, you're just halfway through the day oh, and you're like, I think I'm getting fucked
0: up today. I, know, I think it's before I even start drinking.
2: I'm like, oh, I'm going to get fucked up. You can do feel you- that burning. <laughs> the so demon needs to come out. Yeah. To- so you don't put that in your schedule?
0: <laughs> the demon coming out? You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this yeah. is demon day? So my birthday, my birthday, uh, corresponded with the book launch that I just did. Uh-huh. And so like after the book launch was over, uh, I, the team came and I was like, there was a time for work and there was a time for play. I was like, <laughs> yeah. it is now a time for play. And like yeah. Layla came to pick me up from the pool cabana yeah. like six hours later. Yeah. And she was like, I knew. Yeah, dude, you just finished a book, yeah. bro. You get yeah. to rage. Yeah. That's rage. been you true a book. throughout all of history. Bro. Yeah. I mean, even BC, like 2000 BC, like bro. Seneca was, was shotgunning Yeah, all the Greeks, sure.
1: dude, when they finished one of them plays, they were like, yeah. bring on the wine. Yeah.
0: Suckling then, from the Epictetus. For sure. Hey.
1: Yeah. So, fuckles, you hey. he got after, it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> are are you a big uh, do you like literature a lot? Do you read a lot?
0: Not a ton. What do you read? Not a
1: ton. Oh, that's interesting. So, how do you get information mostly from communication?
0: Uh, Like how'd you learn about
1: business? Just through doing?
0: Doing for the most part, honestly.
1: So you don't read like Barbarians at the Gates or Shoe Dog or any of that stuff? Not a
0: ton. Layla does more reading than than I do and then she just like tells me what she read. I'm like, that's good.
1: (laughs) It's through osmosis. You pick it up from the people around you. That's smart.
0: I do. So my learning, so everyone learns differently. But for me, when I want to like go into a new category or learn about something, um, I'll, I'll usually read a ton of books on a very narrow topic. So I w- like it's, it's really unlikely for me to read a big mass market book. But like when we started getting into like doing deals with Equizzer.com, I read eight books on deal making in a week. Mm-hmm. And then I called everybody I knew who does deals for a living and is an investor, and I just asked every question I could possibly think of, and then compiled all their answers with all the notes I have from the book, and then had some sort of working thesis of like, okay, I think this is what I want to do.
1: Was the book helpful, or was it more just the that you put in the effort to read the book that you think kind of fortified you in the deal making?
0: No, the books were helpful. Oh, so they they do work. Yeah. Okay. I think books definitely work.
2: I've I've heard you talk about before that that you view because I feel like a lot of people though they have have, there's like these motivational things where it's like you got to read a book a week or whatever and you're Mm. like that's just Mm. an excuse that's just like a
1: waste of time. Well,
0: like if you if you if you boil everything down to like brass tacks, it's like you need to do the things that Mm -hmm. will make you successful, and the book is not one of those things.
1: Be the person that someone writes the book about.
0: Sure. I mean, that's like Benjamin Franklin said. uh, to, to, to be remembered, you either have to do something that people write books about or write books worth reading. Mm-hmm. Like this is the only thing that can like live on. Um, but for from for my perspective, uh, Totally lost my train of thought.
1: I was gonna ask if you ever wrestled a book because I lost my train of thought. Okay,
0: perfect. Have I wrestled one? Yeah, I don't know, dude. Um, Um, My
1: brain went (laughs) scrambling. Dude, I'm right there with you. I think we hit a natural kind of time to set up again. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just chill, relax, figure it out, dude.
0: We had a refraction period.
1: That happens. Yeah, I feel like all three of our brains were just on a collision course and it just hit, you know, fusion. Boom. New energy. Yeah, Uh, what do we I mean?
0: Where do
2: we go from here? That's yeah. crazy. I don't know, yeah. and, and I know
1: like we got our hands on the wheel, but I well, feel like it's just willy yeah. nilly. We have Jesus about, take over. How do we,
2: how do we turn Stoke into a business? Stoke
0: is Stoke well, the brand. Oh, well, Stoke is a brand. Right. Is. For fucking sure, yes. like a brand, and so I think
1: can we call it something else, or does it have to be a brand?
0: And I love Stoke as a
1: brand. Okay, but but if it but if Stoke but it, Stoke feels like it can't be a brand, right? Why wouldn't it be? I know, because then I, I guess I'm wary of commodifying it. But we have to, because I want to have a good life.
0: So 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 I think so the Stoke is an ideal, right? Mm-hmm. And so like Nike is victory; it's an ideal that mm-hmm. everyone strives toward. And so Stoke is also an ideal, different, and to build Stoke you associate Stoke with as many Stoke-like things that you guys determine it is. And so the more associations you say like, you see like this epic wave and you're like, that's Stoke. For sure. And then yeah. everyone's like- I'll
1: co-sign a wave. They're like,
0: yeah, of course, right? Hancock all over it. And yeah. you're like, okay, that is Stoke. And people are like, oh, so epic
1: wave, Stoke. you like, charge yeah. five bucks to ride the wave?
0: No, what <laughs> you do is you basically show pictures and have discussions about Stoke next to and about things that you agree on that you co-sign are also Stoke. That you right. would just be like if Stoke were a bucket of ideas, you'd be like, that's like, you know, uh, what's the shoot? It was like the the Wilderberries?
1: Traveling Wilderberries? No,
0: there was a there's the um Okay, so there was this band and they had like an in-crew and they yeah, called- It was like them,
1: Tom Petty. You're talking about the super group?
0: No, there's uh it's basically just call it cool kids, right? And so it's uh, it's like if you were to say, like, what about Sarah? Is she a cool kid? You're like, nah, she's not a cool kid, right? And then you're like, what about John? Is like definitely a cool kid. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is, it's like you basically do that, yes or no, hot or not, but for a brand. So there's way more things that'd be not Stoke than Stoke. Right. Yeah, you have to be selective. Of course. Which Otherwise, is then it's everything.
1: Cause I gotta hurt people's feelings, but hey, there's we gotta protect it. It's up here.
0: It's an ideal. Mm-hmm. Right. And so basically, once you make enough associations of Stoke with other Stoke-like things, then eventually Stoke in and of itself, everyone will have a shared context of what Stoke means and what mm-hmm. it means to them. And then you say, this T-shirt is Stoke. Because now you've associated the wave right. and other epic things with this icon, this brand, this logo, this ideal. And then you put it on a white T-shirt and it goes from being a $5 T-shirt to a $500 T-shirt. Because like, if you think of like Louis Vuitton T-shirt versus... Old Navy t-shirt, same t-shirt, different logo.
1: The meaning, the perception exactly. of the meaning.
0: So if you think about what brand is, I'm going to get a little on this. But yeah. so if you go back to what brand originally was, brand was like what you seared onto a cattle, right? It was mm-hmm. a brand. That's And advice. so if you have two cows and one of them has a brand and the other one does it, why do we do that? They did that because it would change the person who was looking at its behavior. And so if I look at a cow that doesn't have a brand, I'm like, I might have that cow. That might be my cow. I'm going to take that cow for myself. Mm-hmm. But if you see a brand that's got, you know, Tom's Tom's thing it on it, you might- It fed
1: a certain thing. It lived a certain place. Or you might
0: return it and be like, oh, this is Tom's cow. I'm not right. going to mess with it because it's Tom's cow. It has his brand oh. on it. And so the point of brand is to change behavior at scale. And so if I have no brand on a t-shirt, the likelihood someone buys it is low. If I put a Nike swoosh on it, the likelihood someone buys it is high. And so that brand over lots of time of branding has changed the behavior of zillions of people. Mm. And so when you are branding, you're just associating an idea that people don't know about, Stoke, Now, some people know about it, but not enough people know about it. And then we have to teach the masses what Stoke really is. And so you have to teach them. So like branding is really just a teaching process of associating things they don't know with things they do know.
1: So who's an artist that you've seen well integrate their ideal into a brand?
0: An artist? So you're talking about like an individual?
1: Yeah, or like a content creator.
0: I mean, I think what like Rihanna did with Fenty is Like a, a really elegant example of that, like mm-hmm. she can't, and that, that's just a single person with a brand. Most times, it's the opposite is that brands are going after artists and creatives that all embody similar values that they want to associate with.
2: So, our work is basically to be Stoke Sultans to, to, Ooh. <laughs>
1: to. Ooh. yeah, been, I feel I've like you need a to Stoke that. Bell.
2: Ooh. I've been hanging on to that word for like three minutes. So <laughs> You're like, like yeah, I've been yeah, waiting yeah, just yeah. to I'm just, just like, I'm just repeating my head. That's good. Um, so, and then, so we need to teach. 'Cause I feel like we're kind of we've kind of been doing that. Like, you need to be stoke ambassadors. Stoke ambassadors, yeah. And, and right? And spread the, more, yeah, spread the message. Spread the good news. This is what it is. Stoke Debaters. Debaters of Stoke. Oh dude. I thought you said another word. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um uh, So we need to really sort of like, because we say the word, yeah, but we don't really say what it is enough.
1: But I think there's power in not saying what it is too. Like you don't want to clear, you don't want to too clearly define the ideal, do you? you you Because does that minimize the meaning?
0: Well, you're giving contextual
1: Right, you point in a direct, you just say not yes, not yes. But you don't ever give the Webster's, you don't want it to be too prescriptive.
0: So the way that I think about of from a visual perspective is like, imagine a bouquet of flowers, right? So you have all these different flowers inside of it. If we were to break the vase and scatter all the flowers, it's all the same components, but now it's not a bouquet anymore. So did the bouquet ever exist to begin with?
1: Oh, this is kind of like the uh, the pirate ship wood plank thing.
0: Not sure, but I think I do.
1: <laughs> the <laughs> but, philosophical ideal, if you replace all the same wood is planks it the same on a boat. boat, is it the same boat?
0: Uh, yes and no. And so... <laughs> <laughs> and so, so if you have all the flowers there, right? So when you put all of them together, the bouquet has an identity, right? Because it's association between all the it's flowers the is yeah. basically amalgamizes into one concept. Now, if you take out one flower, and put it in a different flower, it does shift it a little bit. Now, if I break one of the flowers or make it rotten, it really shifts it, which is why if you get a DUI or you rape a girl as a really good guy, all of a sudden, it completely shifts the bouquet Mm. despite all the other flowers that you've done and associated with. Yeah, those Mm. flowers are bad now. Right, exactly. You can't hand your girlfriend just one flower that's rotten. They should be like, why did you give me a rotten bouquet? Even though the rest of the flowers are totally fine. And so... Brand works a lot the same way, which is like you're assembling a bouquet of like, so you're like a wave is one of the flowers, but it's not all waves. That's just an example of something that is Stoke, right? Right. And then you put another one in, another one, and then eventually people get a a conglomerized idea of what Stoke really is.
1: And it has to be a very careful, like thought out, Dude. Uh, arrangement. 100%. Like, each one has to fit perfect with one another. Or, because people can suss that out if they see any kind of, like, yeah. incongruity. They're like, oh, those it's pedals off are bad. It's off-brand.
0: Yeah. It doesn't look like it goes with the rest of it.
2: i oh,
1: sorry. No, like, yeah, you're well, good. I was,
2: uh, what, I was, like, if we made videos where we're, like, at the beach yeah, with yeah. Corona, we're like, this is Stoke. Yeah. And then you go to, like, a crime scene, you're like, that's not Stoke. Yeah. They, they just do need, things that, that would totally just work. Just keep, yeah, just keep doing that. That would totally work. You
1: need to, you need to know what it is. And you need to know what it's not, because yeah. people will throw things and be like, "This is stoke too." Like, yeah, it's yeah. not stoke. Yeah, like yeah. we did a sports. <laughs> mo- we were drafting the best sports movies last night, and people were throwing in like Airbud and like Snatch, and I, I was threw like, in Jerry Maguire." Yeah, but, but that was. A, I think that was better than what these people were throwing in. It's and that spoke mention. To your heart, yeah, that, you're a romantic. Preesh. That's part of your stoke is the romance of sports, it, but Tom literally preesh. romance. Yeah, I'll say it. So what and Tom term- Cruise
0: is timeless, which is also stoke.
1: Dude, so so what's your primary business now? Stoke. <laughs> oh fuck. Well <laughs> I'm hearing from my lawyers, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um so acquisition.com is the is the primary And and,
1: and what do you what do y'all do? We'd buy companies. Okay. So do you help other people buy companies or you buy companies? We buy companies. And so how do you what makes a company like uh Buyable. appealing?
0: Yeah. Um a lot of things. Uh, but the big, the biggest, the first and biggest one is: is it a company that we feel like we can add a lot of value to? And so a lot of it just comes from like, what's our expertise? What's our experience in? And so for us. Um, our, our biggest successes and what we continually double down on is just brick and mortar chains. So small businesses, you know, like a, like a photography studio chain or a teeth whitening chain or a a nail salon chain. Like those are, you know, gym chain. These are all like brick and mortar service businesses that are simple operating units and tactile
1: experiences. You got to be in there to do it.
0: I like services personally. Like I don't do retail. Um, I like services because it gives lots of people jobs. Um, we are pretty good at training and teaching. And mm-hmm. so that's what is al- That's what allows you to scale a uh, service-based business. Um, we're, we're really big on culture mm-hmm. and being able to scale culture, which is really just a set of rules of how we behave. And so being able to explain that to the masses allows everyone to act in the same way mm-hmm. on brand um and that's what allows you to scale like a service based business which can be really profitable and so we like those types of businesses so number 1 is can we add value to it the second is um you know how big is is it big enough for us to get into you know if someone has just one location it's really it's it's hard to say that they have a good model, or are they just a good operator, and they're like have a lot of razzle dazzle, which mm-hmm. is totally fine. You don't but know if
1: you can reproduce that elsewhere. Exactly,
0: it's not it's not a system. It's really just a really charismatic founder, which is fine, but it's not what we would probably invest in. Yeah, we you want can to scale see, we would want to see at least three, arguably, you know, ideally five or more locations with good with good unit economics, meaning each individual box makes money and it makes sense in terms of how it makes money. Um, and then uh, and then for us, like, how big is the overall market that we're going after? Like, if someone has a tiny little Weird grocery store thing that I might not be super interested in. That again, that's not service. Um, but I'll just give you the last one, which is just the founder itself. And I would mm-hmm. say that most of the time, um, we DQ founders more than businesses. It's like, mm-hmm. man, I love that business, didn't like the founder, no stoke.
1: Interesting. And what DQs the person? They just don't have the charisma, or their ethics, or it could be a multitude Usually, of things. Honestly,
0: biggest one is ego. That's the most, that's the majority of the time. Interesting. Yeah.